It was not a good Thursday for the Boston Red Sox as Brian Reynolds and the Pittsburgh Pirates avoided getting swept by Boston in an 8-2 win over the Red Sox at PNC Park. You are Locked On Red Sox, your daily Boston Red Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. That's Bet Online, where the game starts. Thank you for making Lockdown Red Sox your first listen of every single day. I am your host, Nessens Lauren Willand. I am flying solo today. Jake will be back after the weekend. But this Red Sox Pirates finale just did not go the way Boston fans and probably Boston wanted it to go. The Red Sox ended up losing 8-2 to two on a night where the Pirates offense just decided to come alive. JT Brubaker was absolutely incredible on the mound for Pittsburgh. But Brian Reynolds, two two-run home runs. He just did everything for the Pirates. And on a night when Josh Winkowski needed to step up in place of Nate Valdi, who was scratched from Thursday's loss, this was the same night that the Pirates decided to, hey, we're going to be a really good offensive team on Thursday and just know how to score runs, hit home runs, hit with runners in scoring position. And the Red Sox just appeared to mail in their finale against the Pirates. Uh, Winkowski went five innings. He gave up seven hits, six earned runs, one walk, two Ks. Austin Davis out of the bullpen. He did give the Red Sox three innings. So in a game that was just kind of a throwaway on getaway day, he did give the Red Sox three innings. He did give up three hits, two earned runs. He did strike out four, so you take the, the silver lining, I suppose. This was the second straight game. The Red Sox went down 2 nothing early to the Pirates. And that's when Brian Reynolds put the Pirates up 2 nothing in the first. And the Red Sox were down 4-0 in the third on a Ben Gamble 2 RBI double. And then the Red Sox tried to make some noise late in the game, but... Before they did that, Red Sox fans were caught holding their breath because Xander Bogarts got drilled in the elbow tricep area in the fourth by a 94-mile-per-hour fastball. Looked a bit scary to begin with. He was doubled over in pain, and this was the last thing the Red Sox would need, right? Just another injury to another player who is important to this team. But he was okay. He stayed in the game. Probably going to be a really nice bruise on that elbow tricep area in the morning, but the Xander Bogart's getting hit came when JT Brubaker and Tyler Heineman took forever to agree on a pitch. And when they finally did, Bogart's gets drilled. And Brubaker, while we're talking about him, the Red Sox looked lifeless against this guy. Through the first five innings, the Red Sox had just two base runners that came from a single and then Bogart's getting hit. They struck out seven times and did not walk over that span. And then Brian Reynolds opened it up again. He had the his third home run in two days in the fifth inning to make it a 6-0 game. Old friend Michael Chavis added to the Pirates' lead in the sixth with a double before Heineman single to make it 8-0. So, yeah, that's just, that's just how the Red Sox game went Thursday. The first time the Red Sox got back-to-back hits came in the eighth inning from Reese McGuire and Bobby Dahlbeck. Then they made some noise. The, the Red Sox finally got on the board thanks to a Tommy Pham single who 
he just continues to be incredibly good and important to this Red Sox team. And a sacrifice fly from Raphael Devers scored Bobby Dalbeck to make it eight to two. That's really all that would happen. The Red Sox loaded the bases to bring Alex Verdugo to the plate, who had a very successful Wednesday. He struck out on a 3-2 count on a slider that was off the plate. And here we go again, talking about the Red Sox not being able to score with runners in scoring position or hit with runners in scoring position, not being able to move those runners. When you have the bases loaded, you need to do something. You need to make noise. You cannot be striking out on pitches off the plate. It was just, it brought us back to, to July, right? When they won like seven or eight games. I was just like, ugh. What a crap way to end a strong series. Yes, they won the series. Yes, they still have momentum going into the series against Baltimore. But you wanted to see more. You wanted to see them really close out this series on a high note. Josh Winkowski, who has pitched fairly well, just didn't have it tonight. And that's going to happen with any pitcher, right? There's going to be nights where they just don't have their best stuff. And that's what happened. But you have your bigger players Going Ulfers, like I said, Brubaker was absolutely incredible. He had a ton of innings when he didn't throw a lot of pitches. He was efficient. He knew exactly what pitches to throw all night. And he threw, he gave the Pirates seven innings, two hits, no earned runs, no walks, and seven Ks. Like I mentioned, this offense was lifeless. J.D. Martinez had a very, very rough night. He went 0 for 4 with two strikeouts. Devers 0 for 3. Arroyo 0 for 4 with three strikeouts. After the game, J.D. Martinez said, Our offense is underperforming. The understatement of the month, the season, the century. We know J.D. Martinez. We know Alex Cora called out the offense on Tuesday night saying that they needed to be better. They responded well Wednesday and just kind of died Thursday. So, like I said, not how you wanted to end the series against a bad Pirates team going into a very important series against an AL East team the Baltimore Orioles, who would have ever thought that a series in August against the Orioles would be this important to Boston, but baseball is weird, and that's just what we have to work with. So overall, a very, very disappointing loss for the Red Sox, and it's certainly not their most demoralizing loss at all. I think we saw that already in July. I think we saw a lot of demoralizing losses in July, but at this point, Don't even dwell on it. Get on the plane or the train, wherever you are getting on. Get to Baltimore and just win the series. Take two out of three. Sweep. That would be ideal. But it it was a tough game to watch Thursday because there was a lot of optimism going into the game, winning the last two, being on a win streak, still coming off that series win against the Yankees. Just nope, nope, bad, bad way. And it was a getaway day. I get it. But it wasn't an afternoon game. You didn't play 18 hours or 12 hours after the final pitch on Wednesday. It's just a little annoying to see. But this is baseball. This is the 2022 Red Sox who have just been incredibly inconsistent, but they've been very consistent at making their fans question their sanity at times. But in our second segment of the Locked On Red Sox podcast, I'm going to provide a bit of injury updates. James Paxton, not good news. Friend of the pod, Chris Henrik, did report that he will be shut down for the season. I'll tell you about that and 
why and doctors he's going to see on Friday after I tell you about Bet Online because betonline.net is the fastest and the easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs. Find your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. You can find reviews and news of every single league, including MLB, NFL, with training camps starting up and preseason underway. NBA and NHL, the seasons are on the horizon, you can look at combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports wagering information from live in game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to Bet Online today or you use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening right now. That's Bet Online, where the game starts. So James Paxton was slated for a rehab start on Thursday. The good news is that he made that start. The bad news is that it ended very prematurely. You probably remember James Paxton signed with the Red Sox in the offseason. He had Tommy John surgery in April 2021. It was always a question whether he would pitch this season for Boston or not. And after Thursday, that is in a bit of jeopardy after Alex Cora said on Wednesday that he did expect Paxton to pitch at some point this season. So Paxton within the Florida Complex League retired the first two batters he faced. All right, we're good, right? He looks good. That's a good sign. Yes, the Florida Complex League are filled with teenagers and younger players, but that is a good start. But all of a sudden, he was pulled from the start. It was reported that he had tightness in his lap muscle, and Alex Cora confirmed prior to the Red Sox finale against the Pirates that it is indeed a lat strain for Paxton. They are unsure at this moment just how severe the injury is. Paxton will see a doctor on Friday to kind of determine what's next. Will he need some rest? Will he need to be shut down for the remainder of the season? And it's unfortunate for Paxton. It's unfortunate for the Red Sox as well because you took a flyer on this guy. You took a chance on this pitcher who hasn't pitched since 2021 only pitched in one game in 2021 with the Seattle Mariners. And for him to face a setback so far into his recovery, it just sucks. I guess you could say, thankfully, he's been a non-factor all season, obviously, because he hasn't pitched for the Red Sox, but he could have provided a nice depth piece to the lineup or even to the bullpen, kind of get him acclimated with big league action once again. But let's not get too far ahead of ourselves here. We don't know the severity of the injury it could just simply be a strain that he needs to rest for a little bit. It could be that he will can resume all activities tomorrow, next week. So hopefully it's minor because you never want to see somebody who's working their way back from injury, especially an injury like Tommy John, face another setback with their with their shoulder, with their lat. It's, it's just unfortunate. And some good news on the injury front is that Matt Strom told reporters that he expects to be activated before tonight's series against the Orioles, a very important series for the Red Sox against the Orioles. Matt Strom was hit a few months back in the hand and the wrist area, and he looked to be in a lot of pain when it happened. He had a rehab start in Worcester earlier this week. Jake talked to you about that. He provided the really nice update that he was able to watch while he was working the game for the Woo Sox. And getting Matt Strom back will be nice for Boston. He's been pretty reliable at times this season, and He'll, the Red Sox bullpen, even though the pitching has not been a problem of late, you still need that depth in the bullpen, especially down the stretch of the season. We are, I can't believe it, we're getting close to the end of the season already. And you you cannot tax your bullpen the way that you have already. And this always will go back to high and bloom not getting help, but we don't need to rehash that argument. 
So Matchstrom is expected to be back. He certainly will provide some nice depth to the Red Sox bullpen. And Brian Bayo, who is also on the injured list, which feels like everyone on the Red Sox is on the injured list. He will get a rehab start tonight with AAA Worcester. He'll probably be pretty good. He, he's been so dominant with the Woo Sox and cruised through the minors. So hopefully he can also add some depth to the Red Sox pitching, probably in a longer reliever role like they had him in prior to his injury. I think that would be smart because that's kind of where he was finding his groove. He kind of struggled a bit as a starter. And that just stems from him not being MLB ready, but the Red Sox kind of being in a pickle because Chris Sale's injury and then being out for the season. So he just kind of slotted into that spot to no fault of his own. So he will get that rehab start tonight. So I expect him to be dominant. Like I said, he was, he's been always really, really good with Worcester. So that's where he's comfortable, but he did look comfortable in those longer reliever roles. Hopefully can provide some nice innings for the Red Sox when he comes back. So that is good news. And Tyler Danish, if you forgot he was on the Red Sox, you are not alone, my friend, because I forgot as well. He tested positive for COVID-19. So he's not close to a return for the Red Sox. Honestly, I don't even know if he's really necessary at this point. I, you know, I want to say like any help is good help, but where the Red Sox are right now, it sucks. He tested positive, but if he's not close to a return, oh well at this point, I guess. So the Red Sox indeed are getting healthier, which is a very, very good sign. And it's just, they're trending in the right direction. And this series coming up Friday against the Orioles is very important. The Red Sox still are out of a wild card spot right now, but they can gain some ground. They still have a lot of momentum going in their favor. And they technically won a series, the one game series against the Orioles last week. I don't really count that as a series, but if they can continue to win series and especially against ALE's teams, which is what they've struggled with all season, this could be the start to a nice little run. The Yankees did walk off their game against the Rays with a walk-off grand slam the other night after that they have struggled since the trade deadline. But the Red Sox need to take advantage of, I don't even want to call the Orioles a bad team, but they took advantage of the Pirates when they won that series. They need to take advantage of the Orioles and having this momentum in their favor. Just ride with it right now. You're in a good spot. You're you're getting healthier. Christian Arroyo, Alex Verdugo, these guys are coming up clutch for you. They're just hitting the ball. They're playing really, really good baseball. They need to continue to build off that. Hopefully they can against the Orioles. We do have one more segment for you here on the Locked On Red Sox podcast. As we always do, we're going to end this show on the Mental Health Minute, and we will do that as soon as I tell you about the liver health formula. Because did you know that the key to sustainable weight loss is right through your liver? The liver is the body's metabolic furnace. It's responsible for flushing out the harmful toxins and igniting your fat-burning metabolism. But thanks to modern diets, rich in unhealthy processed foods and keto diets, and constant exposure to thousands of man-made environmental toxins, most of us actually have overworked livers. But now it's easy to rejuvenate your liver health and reignite your metabolism thanks to Liver Health Formula by Pure Health Research. Liver Health Formula contains eight liver-boosting super nutrients like turmeric, beet, and artichoke extract, all of which work together to kind of wake up a sluggish liver. They turn it into a toxin-flushing and fat-burning machine, no more bloated belly, no more uncomfortable digestion, no more feeling tired and low on energy all the time. 
And best of all, Liver Health Formula makes it easier to maintain a healthy body weight long term. As a listener of Locked On Red Sox, you can try Liver Health Formula risk-free today and get a free bottle of Curb Fit with your order. To get your free bottle of Curb Fit and to try Liver Health Formula risk-free today, go to getliverhelp.com slash MLB to learn more. Again, that's getliverhelp.com slash MLB to try Liver Health Formula completely risk-free and claim your free bottle of Curb Fit with your order. That's getliverhelp.com slash MLB to get started. So as we always do, we're going to end this show on the Mental Health Minute. And at Thursday on my break, I ran over to Target just to get one thing, but when you go into Target, you just let Target tell you what you need. So after I grabbed my hydration cream, I strolled through the books. I love reading, you know, and I'm slowly reading a book right now, but I wanted to just kind of get some new books to start the the end of summer, the, the beginning of fall. I love sitting on my porch to read. So I just kind of scrolled through. I grabbed one and I was walking, getting ready to walk toward the, the checkout when this book caught my attention completely out of left field. It's called Embrace Your Almost. And I was like, this book is definitely speaking to me. And I have not read it yet. I've only read the back of the book. And it's basically just, we've all kind of been in a situation where we've been close to something. We've almost made it. We almost got the job. We almost hit the game-winning home run. We almost did this. We almost did that. We almost achieved our goal. So we all kind of know what it's like to get so close to wanting something. And especially recently, there's been things in my life where I'm like, I was this close and it didn't happen. And it's been kind of a struggle for me lately. I'm not going to lie to just kind of deal with that kind of stuff and deal with the rejection. So I was like, this def- this book is speaking to me. So I'm super excited to read it, but it did get me thinking on my walk back to work that I was like, we definitely need to em- embrace the almost. And this book already has me thinking before I even read page one about just embracing the rejection and embracing hearing no. And I've talked about this before and some of the advice I give to young college kids or kids right out of college who want job advice that if you hear no, which you probably will, not even just in the sports journalism world, but in any field, just and even if you think it's your dream job, just because you hear no does not mean that you're never going to make it in whatever field it is. Embrace that no. Embrace that you almost got something and you got so close to something. And that should, that's an accomplishment in and of itself. And use it as fuel and motivation to get that job, to get that achievement, whatever that achievement is, no matter how big, no matter how small, embrace what you have gone through, embrace any adversity that you have faced and turn it into motivation. Because when you do hear the yes, when you do achieve your goal, no matter what it is, it's going to feel that much better. So we are going to end it there on that note here on Locked on Red Sox. Thank you for making Locked on Red Sox your first listen of every single day. Rate, review, and subscribe to Locked on Red Sox right here on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast is where you can find us. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Red Sox. Jake at Jake Iggy. He will be back after the weekend. And me at La 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 Lauren. Three laws, Lauren with four R's. Be sure to check out all the other Locked On shows across the network. Locked On Orioles, Locked On Yankees, Locked On Astros. Everyone does a really good job here at the Locked On Network, bringing you baseball content Monday through Friday. And now that you've made Locked On Red Sox your first listen, head on over to Locked On MLB to make it listen number two. 
friend of the pod, friend of mine, Paul Francis Sullivan. Just call him Sully. We all know him by Sully. We all love Sully. He brings you his unique perspective of Major League Baseball using passion, using humor, and using his knowledge. Major Leaguers, both past and present, it is a must-listen. You can get it here on YouTube. Same wherever you find Locked On Red Sox is where you can find Locked On MLB. So be sure to check that out. Have a wonderful weekend. We will be back Monday, hopefully recapping a successful weekend for the Red Sox against the Orioles. And we're going to end this show how we always do. You know it by now. Let's go Red Sox. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.